a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. BYU football fall camp, day 12 in the books. Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte with KSLSports.com and KSL News Radio. And Matt, uh, I thought we kind of saw some pretty good content uh, out of the observation window. Some interesting stuff. The defense, I think, won the day. Oh, no doubt. And, and honestly, that was a beautiful thing to see. The first team defense absolutely shut down the first team offense it, it, practice started with some skelly no offense alignment then it moved into full-on 11 on 11 ones versus ones and jaron hall and co could not get into the end zone and at one point towards the end of practice the ones came back on and they were stifled again to where there was a mid-series switch between the ones and the twos which i've never seen before here so uh credit to the defense they were outstanding today yeah defensive highlights uh zofa wasn't whistled down but he got a sack on Jaron Hall. Didn't obviously hit him or anything, but uh, Jaron had to throw it away. It was it would have been a sack in a game. Uh, I think Keenan Peely also got a sack as well. So the defense stepped up. They they answered the bell today and definitely in the observation window won the day. Uh, on the defensive side, some position battles still going on. We talked to Ed Lamb uh, just moments ago. The safety position, Malik Moore, uh, he's a co- clearly a starter. Next to him, probably Ammon Hanneman but still kind of rounding out who are some of those other guys as BYU looks to piece together its travel roster to get it ready for USF. And maybe an un- unheralded position battle that hasn't been covered much is that nickelback position. Yeah. That was mentioned by Ed Lamb where could it be Jacob Robinson, Jacob Bourne's in the mix, maybe Gabe Judy Laudy as well. So there's still a battle at nickelback, and we know in today's day and age of college football, Mitch, that that's not just a... A minimal position that gets thrown in here or there. There's a lot of nickel, so that's another big one that's still ongoing in the secondary. It's huge that BYU has Gabe Judy Lally, who stepped in, basically looked like a starter. So you got three starters at corner. You might have that luxury to put Jacob Robinson maybe at that nickel position a little bit more where he was a freshman All-American last season. I thought that the offensive line was interesting again today. I feel like we pretty much kind of know who the five are. I mean, there's no debate. Left tackle is going to be Blake Freeland. Left guard, it's going to be Clark Barrington. Center is going to be Connor Pay. Even though today we did see Joe Tukuafu running with what looked like the first team offense. Connor Pay was with the second unit. Uh, right guard, maybe a little bit of debate. Was it, is it a Lachance? Is it a Barrington? And then right tackle, you're going to see either Suamata'ia, Lachance, or Kime, or, or Barrington. But 
we know who the guys are. Uh, we just seeing a little bit of shuffling at that center spot was kind of interesting today. Yeah, and on the defensive line, I thought it was noteworthy. Elisa Tuiaki speaking with the media. So Lorenzo Falate has put on some weight. He's going to be purely a defensive tackle this year. He's kind of a hybrid in the past, moving between end and tackle. That's no longer the case with Zoe. And on the outside, someone who has been seen a lot running with the ones, at least in media observation, Fisher Jackson. I think that's a guy that you've been high on for a long time, and uh, we're starting to see it in terms of reps. That guy is just continually in the mix with the ones. Yeah, I had a pass deflection in the scrimmage. Uh, I just think naturally, again, with the opportunity there. I mean, there's a pressing need. Once Logan Fano went down, I saw him today doing a little bit of the gritty. He was going like this. And Logan Fano was like, okay, that's a little bit of a promising outlook. He's, he's moving quite well. He's enough to do the gritty. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Fisher Jackson's got an opportunity at that, at that OE spot. Uh, some other news and notes I thought was interesting. Uh, LaSila Ty, offensive lineman, he's finally here. The name that you've heard for so many years. He signed in 2016, then signed again in 2022. He finally made it to a BYU practice. He was there today. Also saw Maury Bamba, not on the roster. He was on the sideline, though, uh, watching practice. But he is here in Provo, so we saw Mo Bamba. I don't know if, he, if I should nickname him Mo Bamba, but uh, Maury Bamba was here as well. Didn't see Dallin Holker. Uh, we saw him after practice on the Jugs machine. Uh, but Dallin Holker, absent last Monday, absent in the scrimmage, absent today. Uh, we didn't hear from any offensive coaches to get more intel on Dallin Holker, but something to monitor leading up to USF. Yeah, definitely something to monitor. And uh, uh, related to that, Lane Luntz was tied in, too, from what we saw in observation with, with the, the first group. A note on the second group, I thought, from my perspective, best day I've seen from Jacob Conover. He had a beautiful 25-yard-ish laser touchdown pass to Braden Cosper on a post route. Every pass he threw today I thought was accurate, had great velocity. Uh, you know, we've been hearing now, Mitch, that he's the clear cut number two. Today was the first day where visually, to me, it was like, yes, this is this guy has made great improvements and he looks firmly entrenched as the backup quarterback. Well said there. I mean, his throw to, to Braden Cosper over the middle was an outstanding ball, great placement, uh, nice velocity, and then Braden Cosper catches in stride for a touchdown in um, the early part of the observation window. But Jacob Conover looked great. I thought that also, you know, Chris Brooks continues to impress. I think his physicality, he kind of lowered a shoulder on Malik Moore a little bit. Not too intense, but it was still like, <laughs> you will feel me. He is him. You know, that he is him. That is Chris Brooks. And uh, I just continue to be impressed with him. I, I, I think the sky's the limit for his potential in this wide zone BYU offense. But all in all, I think uh, another productive day. We talked to Ed Lamb, too, because earlier in the afternoon, uh, USF said that they were going to get ready for BYU prep coming up this Monday. Next week, BYU will start to shift focus to game prep next week. So uh, fall camp winding down. Yep, there's really, I think there's a few more position battles, which we've touched on. Head Lamb did mention they're still trying to figure out the last 10 of the travel roster. It'll be roughly 75 guys. And, you know, I, we're not too far away from, as you mentioned, putting fall camp in the rearview mirror and full steam ahead to South Florida. So that's going to do it here from day 12 of BYU Football Fall Camp. For Matt Biamonte, Mitch Harper, go to kslsports.com and check out KSL News Radio as well through updates uh, throughout fall camp and, of course, during the BYU football season. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.